Another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Alex Dono alongside Jerry Mancini. This is going to be a short one, and I want to do more of these in the future match review episodes. I was not expecting what happened with Lazio today, losing to Bologna 2-0. And, you know, Jerry, uh, obviously there's a lot to break down from the performance, and it was not a good one for Lazio, as the scoreline would suggest. Really weird sequence, though, in the first half that was the turning point in the game because Lazio had a penalty. Chido Immobile actually missed the penalty. Uh, it was a little bit too like lackadaisical. Now, the keeper guessed correctly to the left, but still, I thought maybe more of a more of an authoritative PK would have still found the back of the net. Uh, the kick was saved. And then 90 seconds after the failed penalty, Bologna scored the opening goal to make it 1-0. So that was a two-goal swing, man. I mean, within about 90 seconds, you go from thinking Lazio's about to be up 1-0 to becoming a 1-0, uh, you know, a 1-0 behind scoreline with Bologna on top. And boy, your boy Caicedo, man, or, or sorry, Correa. You, your guy Correa took a couple of years off of my life. Now, I had a little bit of money on Lazio today. Minus, uh, minus 111 on the money line. And it seems like every time Correa either got the ball on the counter attack or got the ball in the box, you know, he couldn't see the runs being made. He took, you know, a dribble or two too many in the box and would give it away. Just, man, I was waiting for that Lazio goal to come. Murici comes on in the second half. I'm hoping he can get the breakthrough and make the difference. I'm frustrated. I'm not even the Laziale. How do you feel, Jerry? I, I just, I was just looking at his, um, press conference quotes, and he said that fatigue shouldn't be used as an excuse from the Champions League. I think it should be, because you're playing players, you, you rotated one player in the squad, I believe, today, which was uh, Musacchio, he took out. And Thank God, because that dude was a disaster. I mean, he only lasted 30 minutes against Bayern, that, that, that fucking guy. I don't think he would have been any worse than Patrick today. I think that these, it's not a thank God thing, it's, it's you say that more when it's against Bayern Munich, yes. But against Bologna, I think Musaki should have started today. Patrick was accountable for the first goal. I don't know where he is on that right side, nowhere near his man. And you see Lazzari come in out of nowhere. Um, the second goal, Hoot is uh, shifting down. I don't know who to blame on the on the second one. Just so much space in the middle that I don't know why Patrick shifts over with Hoot when he's committed to the player. There's a second mistake by Patrick. I just don't like Patrick starting at all. I think that was the biggest liability in today's lineup. And if he continues to play Patrick, teams are going to be able to win games, game in and game out. Um, three games in eight game in eight days. You want to? It's a lot, man. Why would you not rotate your squad? I I, I just don't get it. I would have started maybe Cataldi in the middle instead of Lucas Leva. He looked really bad today, Leva. Um, lost a lot of challenges or was just always one step behind getting to the ball. He just didn't look very decisive today. Um, I thought Alberto, for the most part, played very well. He gave his chances a few good passes. Uh, he, he didn't look bad at all to me. I don't think he was an issue. I, I think it's the quality of our chances today that basically were squandered. Correa had, I, I think, a handful where... He, he didn't score. Fadat Mariki. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, 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 I don't want to shit on him, but he's getting playing time, and 
injuries can't be an issue anymore. I mean, sorry, can't be an excuse anymore. And I don't care if you're a starter or if you're coming off the bench, you still are giving some game time now. And and I feel that Mariki has been giving game time in recent weeks. And anytime he's touched the pitch, his his shots are brutal. Like he's got no control. And there was one instance today where he just rushed the shot and shot it over the net. And it's like, and you see that he's told by his teammates to calm down. Don't you don't need to rush. So for me, Mariki, ah, oh, twenty million dollars could have really been used on a center back. And I don't know why we're not playing Pareda. I thought Andres Pereira was very effective off the bench today. Um, he didn't look scared. Kept on attacking uh, the box. He he was getting balls in into like the uh, the goal area. That's what I liked. I liked the fact that he was running down the left side and just even if he wasn't given enough space, he was forcing corner kicks. Sorry, he was earning corner kicks. He was forcing chances and, and just getting balls into loose areas with a lot of space and and. That wasn't seen enough today from Lazio, and that could have been contributed to the fact that a lot of these players are very tired. Um, yeah. Immobile, Immobile's got to take a break now. Dude, I, it I, looked like, Jerry, I mean, it looked like uh, Immobile shouldn't have started today. I mean, you, you talk about three matches in eight days. He didn't look healthy to me. He didn't look very fit to me. I, I talked about how lackadaisical that penalty kick attempt was that he had. I thought that was sort of a microcosm of his entire game. He looked exhausted. I, I and you know, obviously, if, if he hadn't have started, Morici probably would have. I don't know how much better that is, but you know, you the need for squad rotation because I mean, obviously, you know, getting hammered, uh, getting hammered by Bayern at home uh, means your chances of going through to the next round in Champions League are, are slim to none to this point. But you still have to play at least one more Champions League game. You've got a midweek midweek round coming up in Serie A. You know, we know how important squad rotation is. And in the case of Lazio, you know, so important to stay on pace, hopefully for a Champions League spot, which is the ultimate goal. I mean, Lazio are in in sixth place at the moment, didn't pick up any points today, 43 points. So they're level on points with Atalanta, who have the game in hand because they haven't played yet this weekend. They're one point behind Roma, who, you know, have uh, what could be a tough match against Milan, depending on what version of Milan shows up. But, you know, there, there's a decent shot that Roma has of at least picking up one point. So this was a really, really important result today. And I know it's a marathon, not a sprint. And mm-hmm. you still have 14 match days left to play, so there's plenty of time to gain some ground. But, man, dropping points to Bologna is a really tough spot to be in. No, absolutely. And the fact that they've been unbeaten against Bologna in the last 15 contests. Oh, wow. And, and, I didn't yeah. realize that. And to drop points today like that... It's just frustrating. I think this is the one downfall from um, from Inzaghi is that he doesn't elect to go to his bench. Or like a guy like Casado today should have started, who has, I believe, seven goals this year, or, or six, six or seven. And um, he has proven to, to, to be a difference maker. I would have preferred him up top with, um, with uh, what's it called, with... Um, with Korea, I think those two could have done maybe very effective. And then you bring Immobile off the bench if you're going to use him in, in a sparingly, in a limited role. Um, I thought Hoot was was okay today. I, I didn't think he was bad. I don't think he was good. He wasn't a liability. Let's just say that. That's, that's yeah. the, 
that's what you want to see. Um, Cherby was a Cherby. It, it all comes down to having – it's nice to have possession, okay? And if you're going to have 70% possession, it's nice. But the problem is is that when you're not doing anything with it, that's that irrelevant. And Lazio today, just too many times where there was that three-on-one where Correa, I don't know why he didn't make the pass. That's crazy. That, he had Lazio on the right side, wide open. He makes the pass. They score. It's 1-1. I just think that too many chances squandered. Just, just very frustrating. And dude, I am so sorry because you know I told you before the match that I bet on Lazio today. Dude, I'm, I'm just trying to win some money, bro. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you how my day has gone today in the Serie A from a gambling standpoint. Thank God I had a really good night in the NBA and college basketball last night. So, um, and we're we're taping this during Juventus Celas Verona. Um, I, I didn't put any money on this game because that's just a tough one for me because obviously Juve should win, but Verona is a tough out for anybody, so who the fuck knows? I didn't bet on that game, but I bet on Spezia this morning, and, you know, they had to win for me to win the bet, and, and they, you know, they came from 2-0 down to Padma to salvage a 2-2 draw, but that was a really tough result. I mean, you know, Padma got the opening goal from my guy Katamo. Uh, Hernani scored uh, the second goal on a free kick that, Freaking nutmeg the keeper, like on a free kick from Rodrigo. I, I was so upset, especially because the commentator on the game was like, oh, what an excellent strike. Excellent strike, my ass. He freaking nutmeg the keeper, who was not paying. It was awful, awful goalkeeping. Uh, but Spezia did get two back, but they lose the match. So I, I lose my money there. I mushed Spezia. I mean, Spezia a couple weeks ago, they took a 2-0 result against Milan, and now they're, they're dropping points against Padma. Padma, who, you know, haven't won a game, I think, since the, since the Donald Trump administration was still going on. And I mean that literally. Uh, and, you know, Bologna, you know, take all three points against Lazio today. So, you know, Jerry, I, I know it's been, it's been a tough week for Lazio. This is still, at the end of the day, a squad that prior to today, had won seven of eight in the Serie A. So if you if you look at if you take a step back and look at the run of form over the last two months, they're still a club in very good form in the league. They're right now on the outside looking in. So what's your outlook, Jerry, for the immediate future? What does Lazio have coming up, and and do you think they can get back into top four here within the next few weeks? They they should be able to uh, get back in, into the thick of the race. You have I believe the six or seven of the next. Eight matches are against mid-table to lower-table teams, and I believe Juventus is the only top form, like top-table team that they'll be playing until their next match against is not until like mid-April versus Napoli. So they need to take advantage of, of the competition that's coming up. Um, I, I did said I did say this week that playing a team like Bologna would have been beneficial for Lazio considering like having to come off short days rest and in, in the past history that they've been successful against them. But that wasn't the case. And um, now you come off two days rest and you'll have to be playing Torino on Tuesday, which we don't know if the game is going to be played or not because of the COVID situation. But the rules are that Serie A allows one rescheduled game. So it seems as if Torino might be playing their a lot of their Primavera players come Tuesday because those are the rules, right? Yeah. And I know that Cairo is going to appeal it, but I don't know how you can w- win when those are rules are stated in place by the Serie A. 
in the event of COVID cases. Um, so we'll see how that plays out for Torino and Lazio. But, um, you know, it's just a very disappointing result. When you see the two goals that have been conceded, very just two mental mistakes, like two errors where there's just no coverage in the middle. And, 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 the, and the sad part is, is how it's created, where it's created from nothing. Mm-hmm. The second goal was just absolute, I don't know, a little luck, a little non, not being defensively uh, smart, but you just see the cross and, and the ball's in midair and he gets it off and it goes right into the goal area. And then the first goal is exactly a little different, but similar situation when you go down the wing and you just cross the ball into the goal area. And that's what Lazio should have been doing all game. I think they hardly went down the wings and tried to send any crosses into the area to to pressure Bologna's back end. I, I would love to see how many crosses were attempted properly into the actual goal area because in the second half, the only one I remember that was executed well and, and created a chance was from um, Marisic from the right side. And it was placed nicely. And that was the only ball I remember. And... I also feel that Savage was a little unfortunate because he was hauled down in the box and there should have been. I saw that. I I was outraged by that as well. I don't know how that's not called a penalty because you see the arm is around him and he's taken down. But this ref has a history with Lazio, so that's a whole different situation, whole different uh, conversation. But um, was was that? Um, no, I think I was thinking of the morning. I think it was the the earlier match. Uh, Orsato was on it. I think that was the Spezia match. Uh, I can't I can't remember who was who was refing the Lazio game, but that, that's always tough, man. It's it's crazy. Like there are so many of those in Italy where you have like referees, where it's like, well, this guy probably shouldn't be refereeing a Lazio match because he's got history, or you know, shouldn't be refereeing uh, an Inter match or a Milan match because he's got a weird history there. There are so many of those referees. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I focus more on Serie A than I do the other European leagues, so may, maybe that's the case in other leagues as well. But you know, the with the other sports that I follow, I can't think of so many examples of just knowing, oh, that ref fucking hates us. I hope that guy doesn't ref our game. I, I can remember some of those in the NBA, you know, and, and the NBA actually had like, a, you know, about 20 years ago, 15 years ago, a, a referee who was trying to fix games to pay off his gambling debt. So it was a real thing. Tim Donaghy was the guy who was doing that. So it's it was a real thing in that sport, and obviously, you know, there have been enough scandals in Serie A over the years. We know it's a it's a real thing for this sport as well. Uh, I want to shoot out a, a huge thank you to our buddy Rui Pereira Jr. for filling in for me uh, the episode that that you that Jerry and Rui did earlier this week. You knew it killed me not to be there for the Milan Derby episode, but I had a, a little mini vacation that he had had scheduled for for weeks that I had to uh, I had to go on, so I couldn't record that day. I'm still buzzing from that result, Jerry. And I want to do, do you want to do another one of these uh, mini episodes? Maybe we'll do it live tomorrow uh, in the early afternoon after the Inter-Genoa game. And, you know, obviously uh, I'm I'm kind of terrified because Genoa have been in pretty decent form. This would be a time for a letdown game, right? Because we know how how good Inter have been doing lately, you know, coming off consecutive victories over Milan in the Derby and over Lazio prior to that this seems like the point where Inter could be primed for a letdown so it's going to be an absolute roller coaster tomorrow 
Um, do you have any prediction, Jerry, for for Genoa Inter tomorrow? Should be Inter at least two nothing, I would say. At least two nothing. I'd I think say. they're favored by a goal and a half. I'm staying away from it. I don't mind. I don't mind mushing Jerry's team, and I don't. Apparently, I don't mind uh, mushing Joe with Napoli. I did win a bet on Napoli in Europa League. They needed. They needed a win by another goal if they were going to go through. But I did win a bet on Napoli midweek, so I didn't. I didn't complete. I only half mushed them. I didn't completely mush them. But I'm staying away from Inter Genoa. They're favored by a goal and a half. I'm not touching it, man. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't see why they sh- they shouldn't win tomorrow, but. They should take it. I, I think that the three points should go their way. I'm going to refrain from making a prediction. Um, before we run here in a couple minutes, do you have uh, do you have any thought on our guy Zlatan spending a little time in San Remo? Um, I just it's it's a bad look, okay? And it's not it, it's not to say that this is something athletes should never do. The timing of it sucks for him, okay? If this was going on, you know, a month ago when Milan were, even two weeks ago, okay, when Milan are still top of the table in a great run of form, no one's going to really care or notice if Zlatan is going to miss a few days training in Milanello to to be a co-host in San Remo, right? This And, and also up until a couple weeks ago, Zlatan couldn't stop scoring, right? He's hit a little bit of a rut here, but he could not stop scoring you know, on a Capo Canigliere pace for most of the year, I think people could forgive him for hosting Sanremo. But the problem is, and I know that these dates were set in stone for months, okay, for months. But now all of a sudden, Milan are in a poor run of form. They're no longer top of the table. You know, a guy who hasn't scored in a minute, now he's hosting Sanremo. It's just, uh, it, it's tough, man. Like, I, I can remember... You know, uh, 15 or so years ago, and I think less than that, like 10 or 11 years ago, I've covered the Miami Dolphins for many years, and people were getting on Jason Taylor, uh, who's now a Hall of Famer, people were getting on him for being a contestant on Dancing with the Stars, and that was during the off season. Like, that wasn't even during foot. I think he may have missed, like, uh, like a mini camp or something, or like uh, involuntary workouts, or voluntary workouts, and people were on him for that. And now you've got Zlatan in the middle of a season uh, taking, you know, not missing games, but taking a couple days off from training. He's going to have some kind of a trainer with him, helping him work out, which is great. So I'm not saying necessarily this is going to have any effect on his form. I'm just saying it's a bad look, right? You're in the middle of an important season. You've been on a Scudetto run. You've lost a couple games in a row, and now you're disappearing to San Remo. It looks really bad. And Jerry, if he doesn't start scoring again, now if he scores like three goals in the next two games, all will be forgiven. But if he doesn't, people are going to get on his ass even more. I agree. I don't know why he's going. And to top it off, his comments too about celebrities not getting involved with politics, I think. He's just lost the edge on everything. He's going, he's going after LeBron James for like trying to, and, and I'm a LeBron hater, okay? And, and that's only for selfish reasons because of him leaving the Miami Heat. Like that, that, yeah, I admit it's stupid, right? But I do admit LeBron does a lot of really good things for community awareness and helping children. And then Zlatan is saying he shouldn't, he shouldn't use his platform for anything outside of sports. It's ridiculous. No, I agree with you. It, it makes no sense. If you have a strong platform and you're able to make your your voice stronger and like on on the matter, like if you're if you can make 
a difference. Why not? Especially if you're a big figure in today's world. So I think that platforms should be used. And as long as it's within the actual range of what it needs to be done for, right? And mm-hmm. not beyond the, like beyond of what you're supposed to. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've never been a big Zlatan guy, but I think he's a fantastic player. Absolutely. But recently, his decision-making could actually cause problems in the dressing room, could lose uh, focus, can cause turmoil, mutiny, whatever you want to call it, because in the midst of being four points back of of first place of Inter, it doesn't make any sense to leave now. Like, you're you're abandoning the ship, so... uh, and he's supposed to be that leader, veteran guy who who's supposed to provide that motivation to be that that role model. And right now, he's not being that player, and that can really go a long way into hurting their season. Yeah, and 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 like I said, he can have the last laugh if he gets on another great run of scoring goals, right? I mean, if he if he scores three goals in the next two games. We're going to look back on this and laugh. I just think right now the timing of it sucks because apparently, you know, Milan agreed to let him do this to take you know, a couple of days off of training um, before he signed his contract extension there. So th- this was like for months they knew like he, he didn't just say two weeks ago, like, oh, by the way, guys, I'm going to go to San Remo. Like they've known about this for a while. So just the timing of it looks really bad. But th- th- that's going to do it for this mini episode. Um, so we're going to do, uh, and for those who are, are listening to this on Saturday um, and even early Sunday, keep in mind, we're going to do, uh, we're planning on a live episode tomorrow, and we're going to get our guy Daniel Lucci on. His uh, his Juventus are, are playing right now, still, looks like it's still scoreless, Juve and Verona, uh, about mm-hmm. the 19th minute. Uh, Juventus still already seven shots, two shots on target, seven total shot attempts. So they're trying to get the breakthrough there. Looks like our guy Lucci and maybe, maybe others. We'll see. We'll be able to join us tomorrow. Uh, we want to do this, uh, Jerry, if it works for you about maybe about 1 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, cause I'll have to be, uh, I'll have to be done at some point in the afternoon cause we're, we're celebrating my kid's birthday later, later in the afternoon. So we'll do like an earlier episode. We'll do it live. Yeah, it should be good. I know that Chelsea plays Manchester United at uh, 11.30, so that's... Oh, nice. I know that Napoli plays Benevento at 12, but my focus is going to, to the uh, the London Derby, so that's, what, uh, that's what I'm going to be watching tomorrow. So Love it. Well, good, good stuff, man. And, and make sure you follow the show uh, on Twitter at CalchoConPod. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, and that's where we're going to be. We're going to be streaming live uh, on Sunday through the YouTube channel. We're also going to connect it through the Twitter account, so you can watch us directly on CalchoConPod and through our YouTube channel, which is Calcho Connection. Make sure you follow Jerry on Twitter at jmancini8. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Alex Dono, Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. And we'll talk to you guys uh, in less than 24 hours live on another episode of the Calcho Connection podcast. Ciao.